0: The Talking Bull podcast is back. Expect funny moments, plenty of action, and untold stories throughout the years. Brought to you by H.P. Polly.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Talking Bull, brought to you by H.P. Polly. I'm Nicola Hume, and we're going to talk about all things Oracle Red Bull Racing. Now, today, I have two very special guests with me. Our first guest, famously, is not a fan of podcasts. It's Max Verstappen. Yes. Oh, and three-time world champion, casually, you know. And his race engineer is Gian Piero Lambiase. Hello,
0: that's yes. correct. Nice. <laughs> well, you forgot to mention big fan of podcasts.
1: Oh, there we go. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to say before we carry on about that little cheeky podcast comment? That
0: you no, made? let's just get on with it, I think. Um, <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> three-time world champion. How does that feel, hearing those words? Pretty awesome, right?
0: Well, it's something that I never imagined uh, to hear when I started racing. So, uh, yeah, for sure, of course, it's something that um, I'm very proud of. Um, but now that you are here, I hope, of course, it doesn't stop here. That's the next thing.
1: Yeah, so then, it well, hopefully fourth, fifth, and you just keep going and going and going.
0: Yeah, until yeah. we get too old well, and yeah, too naturally. fat.
1: <laughs> or too fat. Yeah, that's the problem. Pro- the
0: that's point. probably the problem, yeah, <laughs> at, at the end.
1: <laughs> So do you have um, a replica of your trophies, so like your, your World Championship trophies that you've got from 2021 and 22, where do you keep them
0: at home? Um, it's like a rotating trophy. So I have like the replica and the real one at home. Um, so yeah, the replica, of course, will stay with me and I can uh, engrave it every every single year. But uh, the real one, of course, you keep it as long, you are World Champion. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice trophies to have at home.
1: Do, do, so whereabouts at home do you keep it? Because like Kate Winslet, for example, she's won an Oscar. She keeps it in her downstairs toilet so that when people come round, they can pretend that they've won an Oscar. So maybe it's an idea, pop it in your downstairs I hope they view. wash
0: their hands though before they touch oh, it.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, health and safety, maybe don't do that.
0: No, I have, I have one next to my simmering and the other one um, in my, uh, well, in the living room, basically, in the closet.
1: It's been a bit of a... A crazy season for you. I mean, it seems like you've been so comfortable just sat there at the front of basically every race. How has that felt for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, of course, at the end of the day, it's a whole, you know, team effort. And um, I think this year the car has been incredible to drive. It's been, you know, fairly dominant, I would say. Fairly. And uh, yeah, I uh, tried to extract uh, the most out of it.
1: Do you get a little bit bored just kind of sitting there at the front by yourself? No, I would get thumbs? bored not winning.
0: This is this is uh, much better. This motivates me every single day, you know, to come back here at the factory, uh, you know, to prepare for the next races. But also once you're there, it's the best feeling out there. So for me, it's it's not boring at all.
1: And what about for you, GP? How how do you deal with, well, with I, Max just sat at the front?
2: I was about to say my biggest fear is the moment that we do have increased competition. We're not winning every race because you see how he's treating me at the moment, and he's winning every race. So that'd be a-
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: oh dear. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to it again.
0: We've we've had that already.
2: It's going to we've be. We've had crash the races
0: down. where you know we might win one or two a year or not. And um, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, it's, I think it's going so. to be fine.
1: How long have you two been working together?
2: This is eight seasons now. Yeah. Coming at, yeah, the end of this season will be eight. I tell you was going to
0: say, too long. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because it seems like you you have such a nice relationship and you kind of seem to know each other inside out. Are you sort of friends outside of racing as well or is it just strictly a work thing for you both?
2: There are so many races and there's so much time that you are forced to be together Mm. that I think it would be unfair to expect Max to want to spend even more time with me or, or vice versa when he's finally got a weekend off.
0: The thing is also that, you know, I come to the UK to assimilate the stuff and then I'm really happy to leave the UK to go back home. Mm-hmm. And um, like GP says, you know, we're doing so many races together that, you know, it's also nice to just when you you have free time to spend it with, you know, your close ones, your family and friends, because I think they deserve all the attention as well. But we did meet up during the holiday. We uh, we spent the day together. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to do it, you know, here and there. But I think we see each other more than we see... Well, for you, your wife. For me, my girlfriend. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, essentially, it's just like a second relationship for both of you, isn't it? Just with each other. It's very interesting. is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an easier
2: relationship. That's
1: true. But you've kind of you've grown to 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 know each other really well because you seem to be able to cope with Max when he's not having a great day, but then also cope with Max when he's having a fabulous day and maybe getting a little bit too confident. So, how do you keep control of the situation?
2: Well, I think it's only natural that after <laughs> you know seven, eight years, that like you said before, we we know each other, we we know each other inside out, and we know what triggers the other one, or, or or how to perhaps coax or put the arm around the other one's shoulder. So, I think we know how to manage ourselves out of a, a difficult situation, and also enjoy the the better situations. But I think perhaps until three years ago, I think perhaps 18 19 20 when the car wasn't quite as as competitive as we the team would have liked but i think especially max because at that point is you could see his frustration coming through already that he wasn't able to compete for the championships at that point um and we had a, a few ups and downs i would say in those in that period the middle third fourth fifth year
0: few sure arguments
2: um but i think since 2021 20, was so intense uh i think we really the relationship and the, and the bond was, yeah, cemented that year. Yes. Uh, and then last year and, and this year has just been a, continu- a continuation of that. Um, and uh, yeah, he's my little brother. I would oh, that's treat nice. Him <laughs>
0: <laughs> no nice. Well, no, it is, you spend so much time together. And also, you know, I, I started at the team, I was 18 years old, I'm 26 now. So also I think as a person, I've grown a lot. <laughs> so when I look back at, you know, those kind of images from the first few races I did with the team. I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> it's very different, I think. Um, also in my behavior, I think it's only natural that also, you know, the connection and just me also growing up more. I think uh, that helps a lot in your relationship.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you seem to have found a really nice balance. You seem in such a comfortable, happy place. I mean, how does this continue? You just keep attacking um, it race to race?
0: Yeah, it does. But I mean, I, I still get upset. Um, even in such a dominant season when things don't go well, and it's the same for GP, like we still want to win. We still want to do everything as perfect as we can, even though, I mean, no one is perfect, but we try to be as close to perfection as, as possible. And that's why sometimes, of course, we still have our arguments, but it's all because we we are very driven to win and we, we don't like when we come out of a weekend and we say how oh, we could have done things better or quite a bit better, you know, it still upsets us which I think is good because if you don't have that drive, then I think something is wrong.
1: Yeah, it makes the perfect relationship, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah. I think in a recent piece of content last week, actually in Qatar, they were asking me for one word to describe Max and I think my word was insatiable, which I think goes for me as well in that, no matter how many races we win or how many championships we have won or could win, I think the point is, I don't think we're ever happy, and we our bar is so high. I'd say we're both perfectionists in that respect. That nothing is is ever good enough, and I think that's what really motivates us to just keep doing what we're doing, following the process, and uh, yeah, achieving the best that we can.
1: So, I mean, you've already won this year's World Championship, so now I guess you just you can approach. The next few races with a bit more of a relaxed manner, or are you just going to keep going in hard because you can?
0: No, I know myself that if I would uh, act like that, I would just get annoyed with myself mm. uh, at the end of the day because I know that I'm going into a weekend not fully committed, and for me that is unacceptable. yeah um Of course, in a way, you know, you're funny. You can maybe try to enjoy it a bit, but once I know that I'm at the track, I. You know, after FP1, FP2, I want to try and find my best balance. I want to try and get the best out of myself. You know, we we discussed a lot of things. So if I start being a bit like, oh, whatever, like do what you like with the car. Like I'm not really interested in making an effort. I know that I will get upset. So at the end of the day, my approach will always be the same, you know, up until the point where you question yourself, like, am I still fully committed or not? But for the moment, that's definitely not uh, an issue. Because,
1: I mean, racing is life for you. It seems like whatever kind of race it's going to be, you're still going to enjoy it. So even if you weren't in F1, you'd still be racing something else. So do you race like in day-to-day life? Like who's the first to finish brushing their teeth kind of thing?
0: Oh, (laughs) no, 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 no. Not with those kind of things, no. (laughs) Um, But of course, when we play like kind of games or whatever or other sports, of course, that kind of like winning mentality comes out. Only the problem is that most of the sports I like, Well, I have a severe lack of talent, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <that's>, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm lucky that everything went into racing because, uh, yeah, other, any other sport that I try to do, I'm I'm just not very good at it. You know, I will never be let's say as good at it as I'm in racing. So, yeah, but still, that competitive spirit is always always there.
1: I mean, in terms of other sports, though, you both play paddle. Was that right? Yeah. So who's who's the best at paddle between the two? No, I think
0: it's it's a team sport because ah, you played together. Right. So I think actually, when we played together, we've been dominating the rest of the engineering department so far.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't what I asked. If you were to play each other, who would who would that, be best? Doesn't it doesn't work? By that. <laughs> <laughs> GP, I'm going to put that question to you. If you were to play each other,
2: <laughs> I would say. I've got depends how long more... the game is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a fair point, actually. Because I think we played last week in Qatar, didn't we? As soon as you stopped half,
0: running, that's it.
2: Yeah, probably the first half an hour. I was making a lot of
0: mistakes and I was getting very frustrated.
2: And then your fitness levels, one
0: over. And yeah, yeah, and then, you know, because it's movement and anticipation as well with, with the game. And at one point, when you get tired, you just stop running. Uh, you just try to just place the balls a bit more, but then things go wrong. So if it's like a one and a half hour intense heat game, I think I'll win. Because but, of the fitness side Yes, but if it's UK weather, then I might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm asking
1: really who, who's, who's
2: got the most talent on you, basically? Well,
1: well, no, well not That's really. Not I'm me, just asking who's, <laughs> the, who's the most competitive, really, because you both obviously well, have it in you.
0: I get very upset yeah. if I'm... Well, but just with myself, like when I realize how bad I am, I just can't. I can't deal with it. It's yeah. just shocking sometimes how I hit the ball. So I need a bit more um, finesse, a bit more practice. I'm practicing I'm quite practice, a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. the practice. Is not the dedication is not the problem. It's <laughs> the lack. The lack of talent still is. Uh, yeah.
1: Should we get back onto F1? No more. No more paddle stuff. <laughs> So on this podcast, right, there's been so many comments and I've had so many messages of everyone just wanting to hear from you, GP, because it seems like we never really yeah, get mate. the chance to hear yeah, from I'm, you. Um, <laughs> <I'm on>. <laughs> <laughs> but you never really get interviewed. You don't normally hear from you apart from your radio messages to each other, et cetera, or just seeing little social media clips. So it's really nice to have you here. So That's I'd love to sort to of delve deep into your career and how you ended up being sat here today, did you study engineering? How did you end up here?
0: I he was actually a writer.
2: Yeah, there's some... There's some. Is that true? No, there's some random sources out there. Uh, I'm looking at German there. Um, but no, the the truth is I studied engineering like most engineers within the same side, so mechanical engineering in, in London. Um, and then I happened to quite randomly um, get a job in Germany for a Formula 3 team uh that was in 2004 uh and then the owner of the 2000 uh, the formula 3 team uh was part of the group that bought out uh, Eddie jordan right um so I'd, my first year in formula 1 was in 2005 as a data engineer in jordan uh, i spent 10 years there uh equally split as data engineer and race engineer and uh yeah since then I've been here as a race engineer as well.
1: So, I mean, as we're, so as we're recording this, it's just after you've won the World Championship. How did you celebrate? Because you won on the Saturday, but then you had to race again on the Sunday. So little celebration on the Saturday. Yeah, I
0: mean, just a little bit. But I mean, also, I still wanted to win on the Sunday, right? Yeah. So you can't rock up with a with a, with a hangover yeah. to the track. So, yeah, we just celebrated with everyone who was there at the track, you know, to also look back a little bit on, on the year because I think it has been just incredible as a team. Uh, we've broken quite a few records out there. Um, so it was very nice to get everyone together there. Um, of course, it was all shifted a bit later in the night because of the night race anyway, um, but yeah, it was good. Um, but then I think everyone was very quickly also, you know, back into race mode for the day after. Yeah, Because yeah, that was also an important race, I think, to, to win.
1: I mean, being part of, of Red Bull since 2016, I believe, it was when you joined,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, Rebel Racing, yeah.
1: Yeah. So how how has that journey been for you? I mean, you, you must have started going, I don't know where we're going to be in a few years' time, but I'm just going to work as hard as we are. And now you're sat here as three-time world champion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never thought that um, I would be sitting here as a three-time world champion at the time. Um, you know, I joined the top team. They, of course, had won quite a few championships already, went through a bit of a transition phase as well with the new regulations and then you know finding the correct engine partner and yeah it just took a bit of time to to sort that out yeah um and then yeah luckily um yeah we had our years now where we could find you know be fighting for a title
1: it's exciting because then now you can approach next year with so much more confidence because you're now, you know, you've know you done it three times in a row and now you're like, well, I might as well just do it again next year. You can yeah, approach I, with a different attitude. I think we
0: never lacked confidence as a team. Yeah, um, I think we always believed that we could do it. It was just trying to put everything together and learn from your mistakes as well. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the team. They don't rely on confidence, I think. Um, and I think it shouldn't rely on confidence because you should be anyway confident in your own abilities, everyone in the team, not, not only me. But um, yeah, you just... Need to work harder than everyone else out there, you know, to try and make it happen. Yeah.
1: So today, I mean, you're working hard today because this is a simulator day for both of you, right? So super hard. What you've been up to?
0: <laughs> uh, just preparing the the triple header um, because I can't I can't fly back in between the the races. It doesn't make sense to do that. So it's important, you know, this day that um, yeah we nailed the setup. Um, you know, some sprint races as well mm-hmm. in the meantime. So. Uh, yeah, that's why it's very nice, you know, to do one hour of podcast in between yeah. to have because <laughs> 'cause you're such a big fan. <laughs> <to have the laughs> <podcasts>. Perfect preparation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's always important, you know, to um, try and set up the cars as good as you can before you even get there.
1: Yeah. So with the same with you, GP, because you are also head of race engineering, aren't you? So do you kind yes, of liaise yeah. with, with Hugh Bird quite a lot and kind of have meetings and discuss things between the two of you as well? Or is it mostly a solo thing that you're up to with Max?
2: In terms of simulator...
1: A bit a bit of both, racing and sim work.
2: Yeah, I mean, sim work, I guess it's uh, slightly more independent across crews. Um, there's no real need to tread on each other's toes in that respect. Of course, a lot of the pre-event simulation information that comes through is cross-departmental. Um, so we're aware of the various simulations that are happening on a vehicle side or aerodynamics, et cetera, mm-hmm. and what new components are coming through that we can incorporate into our race event preparation. As a head of race engineering, which I think is has been a bit tricky to uh, get on top of because I am obviously primary focus has to be uh, race engineering role with with Max. yeah um, otherwise I'll be doing a disservice to him, but also I need to be very aware that I am head of race engineering as well. Um, so I need to be there to lend a hand for uh, Hugh and Woody and and Checo. Uh, and the rest of the crew as mm. as and when and you know i'm I, it's obviously clear to them that i'm i'm available uh if ever they need help whenever they need help to talk through issues they may have or just want to run through uh what they want to do with the car run plan etc strategy
1: um
2: so yeah it's uh, it's finding the right balance it's busy it, you're it, busy it's quite busy yeah,
1: yeah. what do you, what do you do to relax
2: um aside from paddle
1: aside from paddle
2: uh
1: which you're very good at apparently better than max for stopping
2: <laughs> i quite like mountain biking okay. um i think simon's been on hasn't he before yeah and they've spoken about mountain biking yeah um we're quite lucky to have the the woods here locally to us um which means you can get out there have a burst for an hour Set uh, purple sectors. Yeah. Set a few PBs on Strava and then. Very uh, nice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I go back. Clean if the you bike. could have
1: Max engineering in your ear while you're doing that, do you think that would help?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I didn't even know what to do myself on the, on the bike. So, let alone if I have to try and coach you. Yeah,
2: on yeah. <laughs> I will not want that.
1: No.
0: Do you think mean, you're if- already shunting up by yourself? <laughs> Do you think if there was a
1: situation where you were behind the wheel of a, an F1 car and you were engineering, how do you think you would cope with that? With a, a swap of roles? Well, of we had
0: a few like, um, little debates, remember with Cookie as well, thinking about what lap time you could do. Who's so. Cookie? <laughs> uh, it's been, um, my performance engineer for, for basically most of the season. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, just have this like little discussion. What do you think you could do? You know, like looking at onboards and data.
1: So here on Talking Ball, we have a thing called Red Bull's 100 Objects. So everybody that comes in as a guest will bring in an item that means something to them during their time here at Red Bull. I mean, we've had numerous things like uh, Adrian Newey's notebook. We've had laptops. We've had pictures. And I can see two giant trophies sat on the table. So we're going to start with this one right here, which I believe is your first ever win. Is that right, Max?
0: An have one yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Talk us through the moment that you won this trophy and how that felt for you.
0: Pretty insane. I think, um, joining the team the week before going through the simulator uh, sessions that I had to do, getting used to the car, the procedures. It's like a little book booklet. (laughs) I remember, uh, yeah, I, honestly, I had no expectations going into the weekend at the time. I was like, well, I need to learn so many things, you know, f- suddenly the pressure of being in a top team, you know, you can't just hide anymore in like a bad weekend or a bad result. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I drove out of the the pits and yeah, completely different car for me in FP1. So <clears throat> it was all about getting used to the car, you know, getting on top of the tools, uh, you balance your seat, you know, a lot of things. The engine was different to what I was used to um yeah and I think overall I think we had quite a solid weekend up until the Sunday it was all all okay I was quite happy with it but then uh, yeah and I will never forget um on the grid I think Christian came to me he said well you know just enjoy no pressure try to score a few points so yeah okay. <laughs> There's no pressure, but there's yeah, yeah there's but I mean, it was my first there. race. I think they meant well, you know, <laughs> just no pressure, don't do anything silly, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I qualified fourth, I think, at the time. And uh, yeah, I mean, turn four was a beautiful corner that day in lap one where two Mercedes cars just disappeared off the road. Um, and then I knew, okay, we might be on the podium here today, you know, if we if I'm holding on in the race, because again, it was like my first proper race distance yeah. in the car, so. Uh, it was definitely a bit different to what I was used to uh, in terms of speed, it was quite a bit faster. Um, and yeah, how the race panned out, like I could look after my tires quite well, we did the two stop. I had to keep Kimi behind for quite a few laps. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely felt like with 10 laps ago, I was getting quite nervous, but I was like, I can't I can't make a mistake. I kept telling myself, I can't, this is, this is gonna be my first win, I can't lock up. I can't <laughs> yeah, do anything wrong here. And I kept telling myself that until the last lap, and I crossed the line, and yeah, won the race. I think also GP was completely shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the, the the radio message was like, yeah, like can't believe this. Like I think everyone was, was a bit like, what, what just happened, including myself. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weekend that you will never forget because you know you you work to get into Formula One, and you dream of being on a podium one day. You dream of of course, being on the top step. And once I stood there, it was quite emotional, seeing also my dad there. Mm-hmm. I think he was even more nervous than me because I think apparently during the race, he started bleeding out of his nose from, because he was that nervous. Really? <laughs> yeah, the nose bleed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, he was very nervous, uh, together with my manager there as well. I think they were watching in my room, so I think they must've been jumping around like crazy. Um, yeah, so that was definitely a, a dream come true that day.
1: Yeah, how, how did that day feel for you, GP?
2: Yeah, it's a similar vibe to be honest with you. Um,
1: how do you, never, how do you keep him knowing that he's approaching his first win? How do you communicate and keep everything calm and under control in that situation?
2: Well, I, I think it was more in the lead up to Sunday that you know really start to build a picture of you know what his capabilities were. Um, so I think just going back a bit, the the ten days before following the previous race remember, get. I think I had a phone call from Helmut one evening saying, um, you've got a new driver, it's Max Verstappen, and he'll be in this week because he's on the simulator. OK, I had it confirmed the next morning from here at the factory. And uh, yeah, we organized three days on the simulator really just to you know, get him acquainted, the team familiar with the crew, uh, procedures, the car, try to run through as much of our usual pre-events um, set up stuff that we would normally do um yeah and then give him uh, a few challenges in terms of like right, blind tests qualifying fuel whatever and you could just see already the immediacy on, on on how he was picking all this stuff up you know there was no repetition involved mm. you kind of think okay he's an 18 year old kid he's used to playing playstation what you know whatever um he, this is going really well then we get to the race event and i remember having a you know we hit the ground running the competitive immediately. There's no major dramas with the balance. Um no, for me
0: everything was just insane yeah, the and, car uh, was so much better. I was like, wow. I'm <laughs> not, like everything was like, wow, you know, because but I it's think just, yeah. Yeah.
2: But I think ultimately that was then your downfall in, in qualifying because I think he was just Almost so happy to be there. Everything was going well. Yeah. He felt he could just keep relying on his talent and keep chipping away at it. And he'll keep finding time that eventually, I think it's at the last, the last run of Q3 that Daniel ended up pipping you. Yeah,
0: I just tried to push like a little probably at the time too much to what I knew from the car and yeah. I just overdrove it and yeah, ended up being. And we weird. didn't
2: follow the track perhaps enough with some changes that we'd normally make in qualifying. Um, but. Having been through that, you're kind of confident going into Sunday that, you know, we can have a good race here, especially as Max says, once the two leaders had retired. Um, and then it was really just incredible that he was able to manage, uh, the rear left tie would have been the limitation that year, uh, that rear left tie for, for as long as he did, yeah. keeping such an experienced driver like Kimmy behind. It was uh, it was my first race win as well.
1: Oh, um, amazing. Yeah, so it was uh,
2: yeah double whammy. It was
1: Oh, very nice. Really good day. Now, look, we've got uh, loads and loads of questions to get through. These are from uh, fans that have sent in their questions. So our first three questions are actually on video. So the first one is from Tyler in the USA. Hi, everyone. It's Tyler from New Jersey, United States of America.
0: My question for Max and GP is what is the secret to the two of you maximizing performance and getting the maximum potential out of both driver and machine?
1: Is there a secret behind your
0: magic i don't i don't think it's a real secret but i think you just need to get on really well you need to understand what you want from each other like i think nowadays like we really grew in our role as well i guess but i almost don't need to even say anything like um after i say like i have a bit of understeer oversteer like gp knows what he will change on the car uh for me the way i drive the car as well and that takes time i mean that's why i would always be against you know like Swapping race engineers or performance, like they're very crucial in your performance. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, the longer you can stay together, the better because you will really be one and one. You know, it's it's this feeling. I agree with that.
2: I mean, time and experience and yeah, time spent together ultimately is factor one. Um, But also, I think what's really important is just to be able to be yourself. And I think Max feels he can be himself with me. I can be myself around him. And uh, there's no tiptoeing around any issues at all. You know, if we have to be blunt uh, about something with each other, we will be. And I think that just fast tracks you to um, short term gains, which ultimately is maximizing the potential of the car during a race weekend. Uh,
1: This next question is from Maria in Chile. Hi, it's Maria. I'm from Chile and I have a question for both Max and GB. Uh, in each Grand Prix, we have seen a relationship based on respect, but there also has painful moments and light banter in between. So the question is how important it is a relationship like this and how does it impact the daily
0: work with the car and the team? A Good question. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, of course, respect is very important, but it's what I mentioned before, like, you know, people sometimes... Um, they don't really understand what kind of relationship you have. Mm-hmm. So for example, if we are mm-hmm. on the radio and we, are, we stand a bit upset or angry, they think we are in a fight, Yeah. but that's not the case. It's just, we want the best out there. And then of course, sometimes I raise my voice on on the radio because yeah, I'm full of adrenaline as well, driving. And of course, GP is also, he wants the best. And um, yeah, that's why sometimes we have quite fiery uh, conversations. But for me, that is the way I like to approach our weekend hour racing, uh, because if I would, be upset or whatever or not happy with a certain situation he's like copy that or like thank you very much for your message <laughs> i was like me like what is going on you know like you know we are both in this together and we want to have the you know best possible result um so yeah but of course respect is very yeah. important
1: uh, this next question is from agatha in australia hi it's agatha and greetings from melbourne australia max what is something you've learned from jean pierre that you value and Gian Piero, is something that you have learned from Max that you value? Thank you.
0: I think I learned through GP a lot about the engineering side of yeah. the mechanical side of a car. If I compare that from when I was 17, 18, you know, to now we, we've discussed so many things in the car that, yeah, the way, you know, things are explained or, you know, um, Try, try the weekend, you know how to look after tires, these yeah. kind of things. Like we discuss every single week, and so many different details to perform. So I guess that's what I've learned, you know, from from GP to yeah, the, to like be way, way more experience and probably also a bit more calm.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Have you learned anything from Max GP?
2: Maybe the the biggest thing is almost learning how to win, I would say. Like I say, the, the, his first race win was also my first race win. And whilst you have a level of confidence and belief in your working practices, until you actually see that come through, mm. there's always a little bit of doubt about whether somebody else is doing it better than you or you know what you're missing out on, etc. Um, And I think being with Max and, and winning, because it wasn't... Like okay, it was new to him in, in Formula One, but it wasn't prior to that. I think he's he relaxed me into the into the environment of being able to win races, uh, making it a uh, comfortable and, and familiar thing. Mm. And uh, I think we've just been able to to grow from that. And I know what I feel like I have
1: this uh, this question from Walker in the USA. Uh, I quite like. Um, have you ever had a fake argument during races just to keep us entertained? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, n- not from my side I, I know for sure he will say yes
0: no not a fake argument but some fake uh Bit of cheeky comments yeah cheeky comments <laughs> and it's definitely not going to be the last one as well <laughs> <laughs> we've got fake more to look ar- forward to fake art no not no fake arguments no no
2: I, sometimes <laughs> i get the feeling that you i just bored, basically, sometimes. and, and well, sometimes right?
0: I just want, like, hello, or, you
2: know. Like. No, if no, you're no, no, like, no, 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 wait,
1: If you're winning so far, like, you're 30 seconds ahead in a race, yeah, do you kind of, you end up just kind of going, hey, so, GP, what you doing? Do you remember <laughs> just remember to chat?
0: hydrate?
2: <laughs> no, but I think even, even then, even if we are 30 seconds up the road, you know, I'll still be, you know, in the zone, as it were, yeah. still trying to maximise everything and taking everything seriously, whereas I think at that point he's... That's lost a bit of interest. He's like, "Come on, GP, just chill out a bit."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where it was. Just maybe spa, whatever. Like You know, sometimes you, you check in, right? Like, uh, you know, how's it going? Uh, all good. On a, you know, like, yeah, all good. And then you talk about the tyres. And then I, um, I said, like, yeah, but we can also keep on pushing, you know, to try and open up a stop. No, we don't need that today, it's not <laughs> necessary. Well, that's because at exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same point, yeah.
2: I've got Christine in my ear saying, no, no, we don't need that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of reason, reasons to it, but sometimes it's just a bit of banter, you know. That's fair enough, yeah. That's uh, probably then a bit of a fake kind of...
1: <laughs> this is uh, uh, the last question from Mora in the Netherlands. He says, if you guys would get the chance to compete in any other motorsport together as a driver and an engineer, what other motorsport would you choose? Endurance? Yeah, like Le Mans or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Would you be happy to do, to do that? Stay up for 24 hours?
2: I'd be happy to do that. <laughs> it's a different challenge, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, once you've done so many years in F1, probably at one point, well, you don't want to do, I think, do this forever, right? You can't, unfortunately. And probably, you know, that's also a very different way of approaching it because you are sharing the car with other drivers as well. So it's a quite um, a different kind of approach. I mean, you still go in there to win it, but you have to think about the three drivers. You know they all have a bit of a different driving style, and there's a lot more going on. And yeah, it's a bit of a different experience. It's not like one and a half hour, kind of two hour sprint racing. It's proper endurance. So the, also the whole mentality, mindset is is different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder how long you can go without blinking in one of those
0: races. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I, I have no clue actually. But even while driving in a fun car, I don't I don't know how many times I blink.
1: It's great. Actually, I saw a video. I think it was an old video. You're in a car with your dad and you did, it was pretty much the whole entire lap without blinking. And it was the only time I think your dad reacted to a moment you took a corner and he panicked
0: Yeah, it's not. And nice that was the, the
1: only time you blinked. The only time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. It's the other way around as well. You know, when my dad is driving, the other passenger you're always a bit like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're not in control. But
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's definitely while driving, you blink a bit less than normal.
1: Yeah. Uh, Right. So we also have the HP Poly Challenge. So they are uh, our partners on this podcast. So we have here the PolySync 20. Now we've discussed the uh, little cheeky radio messages that you've had between each other. Some of them a little bit heated, some of them a little bit cheeky. So your challenge, we've got three clips here and you will get half a point for each thing you get right. So I want the race and the year that this radio message happened. Okay, so we're going to go with clip number one.
0: What a joke, mate. I can't even see where I'm going. So much vibration.
2: Understood, Max. If it's a safety concern for you, we're happy to box.
0: I'll just visit the dentist after the weekend. Clearly a very bumpy (laughs) race for (laughs) you. Oh my
2: God. I don't think that was related to the track surface. That was uh, the tyre vibration,
0: don't you think? It, It must have been like 2020 in Silverstone, Maybe.
1: Is that, is that the answer you're going for?
0: I had Sochi in my mind, but maybe Sochi. it's not. Sochi? Oh, wait. No, because that was actually quite a good race. I was not saying what a joke.
1: Do you want to go Silverstone then?
0: No, I think I have to rely on You're going to go Sochi? Him. But the year.
1: Yeah, what year was it?
0: Because that can't be 2020.
2: 19. Ah, This cool. is completely wrong. I yeah. think that's...
1: Cool. Well, I mean, you're way off, because yeah. none of that was right. Um, it was Portugal in 2021, that's when it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: what? You
1: remember it well, I see.
2: <laughs> I oh, we're you guys... It's, it's, object, but yes, it's right. an incredibly smooth track, so it must have been tyre, over. Yeah,
1: I must have locked up. <laughs> <laughs> right, clip number two. Actually,
2: right, so I think we're a little bit close for tyres at this stage. S-
0: Silver... Silverstone, two ta- only- Silverstone 2020, the 70th anniversary race. Uh,
1: you didn't even have to hear the yeah. whole entire clip. I know yes.
0: exactly. I remember that Max, you're too close to the cars. I was like, I could almost punch my own wheel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was that, la- that last bit. I'm not just sitting behind like a grandma. <laughs> yeah, it was
2: just. I mean, like, like we've discussed three hours before.
0: You mean Max, and okay. you'd agreed to. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw. I'm going to win this race. I was like, I'm not sitting behind. I'm going to push them.
1: Brilliant. Because
0: they were so quick that year. And I was like, this is maybe my only chance this year to win it because we were better on tyres that, that we can due to the compound selection. And uh, yeah, I was like, I'm going for it. <laughs> Worst case, we finished P3 anyway. So. Love it. GB <laughs> loved it as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clip number three. I can also push on if we do another stop, a little bit of bits of training. Talked about it.
1: No, not this time. <laughs> Come on then. What was the race in the year?
2: Spa 23.
0: Is the correct answer. No, a, no, it's no, no. No, not this time.
1: No pit stop training. no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you so much for joining me. It's been really lovely sitting and chatting to you. Enjoy the rest of the season. This is where I would normally say to whoever we've got on, go and go and smash every race. But I mean you've already won the championship. So smash just go it and enjoy out of the it. Park.
0: Well, there's still five more races and we want to win all of them.
1: Yeah. So just go and win all of them and enjoy and celebrate because you can. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: fabulous.
0: A bit of a champagne yeah, at the end. <laughs> champagne.
1: <laughs> and we'll see you next time. And thank you for listening to Talking Ball. Look, if you have enjoyed this episode, then give us a little cheeky five-star rating. And look, if you want to leave a comment in the review section, then go for it. And we'll see you next time.